0: Welcome to Startup Start Now podcast with your host, Sharina Shiv. A podcast aimed to showcase real and relatable entrepreneurs all living in the UK. Welcome to episode four, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. Um, And hopefully, by now, you've started to think a little bit more about the things you're passionate about and maybe even gone as far as putting some of the actionable content from podcast one, two, and three into practice. If you have, please drop me a quick message. I would love to know how your journeys are going. Uh, but today we have a really amazing guest. Uh, we've got Georgina Mackie on the podcast. I like to call her Georgie. Um, Georgie runs the NatWest Accelerator Hub in London and we both were on the Royal Bank of Scotland graduate scheme. So from time to time during the podcast you'll hear me referring to it as RBS, Royal Bank of Scotland. We'll be talking about Coots, We'll be talking about NatWest. So fundamentally what you have is the Royal Bank of Scotland group owns lots of subsidiary banks. So you've got NatWest, which is predominantly in England and Wales. Um, you've got the Royal Bank of Scotland. You do have a few branches in England and Wales, but they're predominantly up in Scotland. Uh, you've got Coots Bank, which is a 300 year old prestigious bank. Um, it is also the home for the super wealthy um, and also the home for my favourite lady, the Queen, as I think we all found out in the last podcast. Um, And they go through a lot of financial planning, financial wealth management. And I would probably hedge my bets that most people listening to the podcast would aspire to have a coots account one day. Um, So I'm sure during the podcast series we'll kind of tap into wealth management. Um, But back to Georgie. So Georgie, runs the NatWest Accelerator Hub in London. Uh, Fundamentally what she does is she supports 150 startups at any one given time. That's just crazy. Um, She works with the startups to look at their business strategy, prepares them for when they're going for rounds of investment. um, And she also looks at their ambition of kind of how they want to grow and scale their business and and actually at the kind of motivations of why they've even started that company. Um, She also works with them on kind of them being the face of the brand. So during this, I really want you to keep at the top of your mind networks, 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 and the importance of networks. Um, I really hope that you enjoy the episode. If you do, please leave me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Share it with your friends and your family, and let's just get the UK talking about starting up. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Startup Start Now, Georgie. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks, Serena. How are you? Not too bad. So we both met on the RBS grad scheme back in, I want to say 2015. Yeah, 2015. We were both yeah. in the first week sat on the same table for our induction. We were indeed, yeah. <laughs> so since then, we so obviously we did rotation schemes on the RBS grad scheme. What, where were you rotating into? What parts of the bank? So-
1: Yeah, so we, the first rotation, so um, I started off at the RBS uh, commercial grad scheme and the first rotation was chosen for me, um, but I dropped into, um, I dropped into asset finance um, in the Lombard um, area of the bank. Then I moved into um, commercial strategy. So thinking about the future vision for the business. Um, Then I moved into Coots, which is um, where we kind of worked alongside one another for a little while, which was nice. Um, um in the kind of you know 100 year old bank um, um and then I finally moved into the digital and innovation team um for the business bank
0: awesome and then sort of after the grad scheme so I left uh, just as we were at Coots, and I remember yeah. sort of our <laughs> a lot of conversations leading up to to making uh, the big move um but in terms of what did you end up doing after you rolled off the grad scheme? Yeah,
1: so um, I think I I never really uh, knew exactly what I wanted to do. I was was one of the very few graduates that actually had no idea. Um, And I know uh, that's not very professional of me to say, but a lot of people were very ambitious and knew clearly what they wanted to do. Um, I knew that there was a lot. I'd come into the... um, into the rbs and realized there was so much opportunity in a large organization so for me it was just about exploring those opportunities and trying lots of different things so when i finished the graduate program i moved back into the strategy team that i'd had a rotation in um, and was there for about two and a half three years um, worked on some really exciting projects worked really closely with now the ceo of NatWest Bank, um Alison rose Um, on some, you know, thinking about, you know, what's the bigger picture, how we support the future um, kind of mindsets of our customers. And, you know, it was really, really interesting. Um, But then about a year ago, um, I got a new
0: opportunity on my desk
1: and I just thought I had to take it.
0: So it's funny you should mention. So, yeah, your second rotation, you're working quite closely to Alison Rose. Um, Also, my second rotation with the women entrepreneurship, um was also you know working relatively close to her as well so and then obviously when I left the bank I was so proud to see that she had stepped up to then become the CEO of the RBS banking group and the first female that's so positive She's
1: the loveliest person you will ever meet. And I think she's very determined. She's very ambitious. She knows what she's doing. Um, Mm. but she's such a role model, um, for everybody, not just, you know, us, us females working in the corporate world, Mm. I think for everyone just by the way um, that she is as a leader, um, and you know, um, and the, the great things that she's doing for our customers and for, for the bank as well. So, you know, it was a real honor to kind of, um, you know, hear that she was part, she was now, she was made CEO um, and to have had the kind of pleasure of working with her, um, you know, is really quite
0: special. Definitely. I still remember um, there was an event up in Edinburgh. It was a, a women in business event and she was there speaking and then at, sort of like, as she was going to grab her taxi, I just ambushed her. I was like, Alison, can you come and chat to the grads? And she was just so personable. She was like, yep, put some time in the diary and I'll come and do that and I you know still remember that event like it was yesterday so yeah yeah no that was really fun so you've obviously mentioned you, so you've now been at the bank for about 5 years talk to me a little bit about what your role is now
1: Yes. So my day job is I'm an entrepreneur development manager and that's the long winded way in the corporate world that we say that I run a startup incubator. Essentially, I look after over 150 startups in an accelerator um, in London um, and we um, support them with a six month rolling program of coaching, uh, networking and kind of broader support. Um, I love what I do it's really interesting and it's fantastic to work with you know startups and entrepreneurs on a daily basis they're so inspiring and you know I learn from them every day
0: because I think at the time the London one wasn't up and running um so no. you're definitely you're definitely in the best part of the bank that's kind of what I had my eye on had I, had I been staying it I would say
1: Yeah, it's definitely the bank's best kept secret. If I'm honest, nobody really knows about it. And then you explain about the accelerator and what we do. And, you know, everyone's like, wow, that's incredible. But it's just another way that we as a a, support small businesses. Um, It's just because every small business is different. So there's so much um, and they'll need support in different ways um mm. so you know this is just one way that we do that um and yeah I do feel very lucky
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are so how many locations uh are there for the accelerator hubs up and down the UK
1: yeah so obviously I look after London but we're one of 12 so we go everywhere from the top of the UK um with Glasgow Belfast and Edinburgh all the way down through England and Wales you know with all the major cities um you know Leeds Manchester Newcastle We've got Birmingham, Bristol, uh, Milton Keynes, um, and obviously London as well. So you name it, that we're, we're there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when are you getting the Exeter one, please?
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon, pretty soon, yeah, So Really? Um, fingers crossed. Well, with the the program going a little bit more digitally, digital, um, just hoping to have a little bit more scope in what we can do um, and what we can achieve and hopefully, um, you know, um, reach and touch more locations in the future.
0: Perfect. Oh my God, that's really exciting. So how does someone apply to be part of the program? It's really, really simple. Um, All you
1: need to do is go online and um, search for the NatWest um, Entrepreneur Accelerator And it's all there ready and waiting for you. Um, It's a simple online application form. It's essentially tell us about your business in about 200 words um, and a bit more about you as an entrepreneur and as a leader. Um, And um, that's it, really. Um, So from there, um, you would go through, um, be assessed by our team. And then if successful, go through to the next round, which is an interview where you'll come and uh, meet one of the team. Um, maybe if, you're, if you apply to the London um, Accelerator, you come and be interviewed by myself. So Yay. I'm ready for you. When, <laughs> um, promise I won't be too harsh Uh, and then and then if successful obviously you'd be we we then decide from there who we want to bring onto the program um obviously you know when you apply online you do have to kind of choose which location you want to apply for and typically we say you know uh, search for you know go for an accelerator within your you know locale um because it's all about kind of building your network and local entrepreneur
0: community as well Amazing. Okay, so that's, that's really interesting about the, uh, the criteria. Um, I know you mentioned a bit about the benefits earlier on. So you said about some free office space for about six months. What what other things? So the mentorship, what other bits are available? We have what we, we
1: we call the three pillars of support that we offer through the entrepreneur accelerator program coaching environment and network and i'll talk through those in a little bit more detail so if we start with coaching during your time at the accelerator you'll have access to a dedicated one-to-one coach um, these guys are experienced um, development and acceleration managers who've worked with thousands of entrepreneurs already um, you know getting them to think differently push them outside of their comfort zones, um, and support them to achieve their goals. Um, this, you know, these, through these coaching sessions, you'll discuss your business challenges, find direction and support, and create an actionable plan to help see your business as a success um then obviously moving on to the environment so we usually have 12 hubs um or what we call accelerator spaces across the uk which are not only vibrant but also fully funded um, and they offer up to 18 months of um office space broadband printing phones <laughs> endless tea and coffee you name it um, we're there for you obviously at this moment in time um we obviously can't run the program um you know face to face, so we now provide um, a, a fully digital program, um, but we continue to provide kind of a community um, and support that you would get um, just as equally in a physical um, accelerator. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, you um, as part of that a digital accelerator, you get access to virtual workshops, community catch ups, and networking. Um, You also have access to a programme of rolling events um, to help upscale, connect and inspire you. Um, Then finally, if we look at kind of the network pillar of the programme, this is arguably for some entrepreneurs the most important because you'll need a, a strong network to help kind of really accelerate your business. So. We help entrepreneurs connect with the right people at the right time um, and give them the help and knowledge that they need to help start, scale and succeed. Um, The connectivity of NatWest and our specialist teams gives unrivaled kind of expertise and experience to the entrepreneurs. In Mm. addition, we have an extensive um, partner network. We actually team up with six national partners, which are Dell, Deloitte, Pinson Masons, Hiscox, um equifax and free agent okay we've got that list right um (laughs) to help provide some of the business services um you know additional that an entrepreneur will need so if you need kind of instant legal support or some you know quick access insurance we've got um our partners on tap to help provide those for you so interesting Um, no, and, and then I guess in terms as well it's for the network piece, you know, we can also um, expand and share the wider Netwest network network um, with the entrepreneurs in London. I work really closely with a number of different enterprise support bodies and local organisations as well as investors to help entrepreneurs, um, you know, get the right connection um, to help grow their business.
0: Amazing and I can definitely vouch for the communities and the culture in in the hubs Um, having you know done that on my second rotation just the buzz I remember we used to do like circle time so you guys would get all the chairs obviously this is before coronavirus (laughs) and when people could get together but you'd have like debate sessions and you'd have sort of whiteboard activities where you could you know think of an idea and have have debates and the fact that not everybody in the hub comes with the same ideas um, means that they can kind of collaborate and they can cross, you know, so if somebody's, let's say, doing like uh, a data scientist, and then you've got somebody who's got like an e-florist business, there might be some synergies and kind of partnerships that can be made during that time. So I definitely found that really interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, across the um, accelerator, we are completely sector agnostic. So we've got Every kind of idea under the sun essentially everything from you know um, bespoke dog food all the way through to kind <laughs> of really complex fintech to um, you know fashion um, and you know uh, sustainable beauty brands all the way through to kind of really fun and new drinks um, and snacks so um, yeah we have no no two businesses compete against each other everybody is completely different Brilliant. and it's impressive to see how many different ideas there are out there and we're just one accelerator Um, but you're right, the collaboration that happens in the hubs and that's not just, you know, in the physical space, but we see between entrepreneurs virtually as well, of them working together, asking for support, offering their help to others. Um, it's so, so great to see. And actually, you know, the more entrepreneurs put in to kind of supporting others and into the program, they'll often find they get more out of it by way of kind of additional help or ideas. And that, in essence, is kind of the key to a lot of entrepreneurs' success um, in, in the uh, Accelerator programme.
0: Mm. So there might be some Startup Start Now listeners that don't live in the 12 locations that you mentioned. It was seven when I yeah. left the bank. So that's great to see you guys are, are continuously growing. Um, but what support do you have for those people that where they don't have a, a space to go?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I obviously, you know, the twelve hub locations. I'm not quite sure how they chose exactly how they chose them, but you know, there's so many more that we could reach. And you know, um, I'd like to think, you know, in the future that we would be able to kind of expand and have more spaces locally for people to pull on. However, in the meantime, um, one of the best resources that you can pull on, and I would do this anyway. Um, I um, regardless of the size of your own business, if you are an entrepreneur, or if you're just enjoying listening to these kind of podcasts um, and thinking about starting your business, or if you're just kind of, you know, creative minded. Um, I We have a programme called The Business Builder, which is um, an on fully online um, programme of um digital modules of events and um workshops as well as access to a wider community so it's very similar to our accelerator but it's purely digital and online and you know this kind of um this program is, is 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 meant for people who you know are really kind of thinking about starting up their idea or have a great business already and think it just needs a bit of a refresh and you know don't want to kind of commit to a full accelerator um, and kind of take part and through these kind of um, sessions we're able to support um through this program we're able to support businesses in all different locations you know from Devon through to Norfolk, Portsmouth, you know um, Sheffield. I'm trying wow. to think of um Inverness <laughs> um, <laughs> all those locations we don't reach um, and you know those entrepreneurs are still really important to us so we've mm-hmm. created the business builder program so we can reach out to those people and um and those entrepreneurs and help them in any way we can.
0: Because I definitely think that there's a little bit of, I don't know, I can only really speak for myself. But, you know, if I wasn't in London, I I questioned, could I make money outside of London? Um, Mm. And it wasn't until I made that jump and moved back and realised, actually, there is a lot going on in my community and there is some good money to be made outside of London. So the Mm. fact that you guys are, you know, further afield.
1: Mm. I couldn't agree more
0: quite often. I actually push entrepreneurs away from the
1: London hub. I'm, you know, purely for the fact that because they're based in somewhere like, um, you know, they're closer to Birmingham, for example, I'm like, there's so much on at your fingertips, um, you know, in your local area, just because London is the capital city doesn't mean, you know, mm. it's the right place for you. And I think there's opportunity across the UK, um, you know, obviously, obviously London is unique and obviously my hub is the best, <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) Stuart's not gonna like that Stuart up in Scotland is not gonna like that No, no, I'm only joking But we, we, you know, every hub has its differences And, you know, its advantages And I think, you know, it's you have to, you know, see, open your door and see what's there, Um, you know, speak to your neighbours and your friends and family and local community, local schools and businesses uh, and get their thoughts. And there is a real opportunity for staying local. And I think, especially with what's happened, you know, with everything that's been happening with coronavirus and stuff, there's so much more focus on local business, regional business, um,
0: and the kind of the success you can have um, around you. So, I know you just mentioned the the Business Builder Programme and obviously the Accelerator Hub. What does it cost that entrepreneur to enrol in those programmes?
1: This is the best part, and um, they're completely free, so um, they're complete, yeah. So they're fully funded by NatWest, um, and the reason that we do that is because um, we're one of the largest business banks in the UK and we see a role in supporting small businesses to help them be successful. I think you know, um, there's some quite shocking statistics you know, that for every um, 100 businesses that are started after you know five years, um, only kind of um, 50 of those continue. but with our programs we see a success rate of you know out of those 100 we see 85 um, continue and be successful so that's what we're all about we understand the importance of um, small businesses in creating jobs in creating um you know um GDP and not just you know for nationally but locally as well uh, and so that's why we do this so these programs are free they're fully funded they're free of charge and for those slightly larger businesses we also don't take any equity either so we don't take any stake in the business we're just here to provide the resources and services that you need to help your business grow
0: That's so positive because I was definitely going to ask you, you know, what is in it for the bank for, for giving this up, but absolutely, as you said, you know, the community aspect and the, and the give back. Um, so in terms of, you've just mentioned you manage around about 150 entrepreneurs in your London hub. So I guess Mm -hmm. you are a very good person to ask, uh, what the common themes that that entrepreneurs go through so can you tell me um sort of what are the main problems that these entrepreneurs tend to go through
1: um so it really varies from business to business um and i think when uh, the one the one main thing that i took from working with these entrepreneurs initially is they don't really see them as problems they never see um you know an entrepreneur will never see a problem they'll see a challenge and they'll make a little mini project and they'll find a solution you know for an entrepreneur everything from brexit through to their um you know their logo that that is exactly the same importance um, in their business it's just another thing that they've got to think about because being an entrepreneur you've got so many things on your plate and you are a catch-all you are a marketer you're a sales rep you're um a cfo um
0: you know you're a leader I'm sure you know this, Serena. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the person example. who has the viewings and the face of the brand. And then I'm also the person who fixes the fence or is there to buy, you know, the cleaning products or tend to be cleaning. So, yeah, pretty much everybody. <laughs> exactly um
1: but I think some of the if I was to really put kind of some um you know labels on problems and um, the problems entrepreneurs face the challenges should we go for challenges um I would I would just say um you know one of the one of the major things is they take too much on themselves and they don't think about getting a team behind them or delegating to they may have a team already but they don't delegate to people around them and ask for help um you know they take it all on their shoulders you know some because they're so precious about their idea and that's great and they're so passionate um and others that you know they are uh, you know just don't want to you know feel that they want to do this themselves you know it's their goal to set up their own business so you know they have to be a sole trader Um, and I think you know the importance of having a a really strong team around you or at least people in your community that you can lean on um, to help you know drive your business um, is you know really important. Some of the other issues as well um, that the entrepreneur um, maybe kind of um, trapped in their idea and not quite see the right customer fit. So mm-hmm. you know, round peg, square hole sort of thing. Um, yeah. And they've got a great product, but their kind of the market that they're going to sell to is just not right. And mm-hmm. so I think it's really important for you know small businesses to really think about: okay, what's the problem that I'm solving, and what's the customer need that I'm filling. Mm. Um, and spend a very long time really stepping out of the business and seeing it kind of head
0: on from a different Um, lens yeah
1: yeah and then finally I'd say not being able to pitch your idea clearly and concisely I've seen so many pictures and unless they less they last less than 60 seconds I don't care um <laughs> <laughs> honestly you've got to be able to grab me and hook me in in the first 20 seconds um as a business to tell me how amazing your idea is um yeah. and focusing on the bare basics of oh what god you do you've got me so really important. nervous
0: georgie I'd got put me... you on the spot <laughs> Sharina. <I'm> like, Damn. <laughs> actually, I think that's fair <laughs> so 60 seconds to get your pitch to get the message otherwise you've not not caught your eye okay yeah definitely I think mm. if it then because
1: if you can't sell that to me how are you going to sell it to customers Absolutely. so people
0: that buy what you do the entrepreneurs that are coming through the hubs um at kind of what level do they need to be so can they come at a very kind of low level where they've just you know put pen to paper and they've thought about their idea or do you want the people that are like got their website up and running are you know doing this they've given up their day job and they're living and breathing their business at what what level are you taking people on
1: yeah. So typically for the accelerator program, we take on businesses that have got a little bit of traction. So already have a customer base, um, you know, loyal customers, seeing a little bit of revenue come in. Um, but there's no set requirement for the businesses that we support in the program. We've got, um, we've got startups who have literally just an idea on paper and still working through, you know, the kind of research element. Um, so for example, we've got, um, that includes kind of like a alternative, um, meat, um, product. So, you know, exactly the same taste and structure as uh, pork, but completely vegan and, you know, animal friendly and sustainable. And that is something that's really, really early stage. Then you've got, um, all the way through to kind of, you know, companies who are raising the kind of series B, series C rounds within our accelerator um, and turning, you know, over millions of pounds per year. So we're really flexible in those that we support, but we do like to see those that have that kind of, you know, have got a great idea, that's got some legs, it's really exciting, and that we know that can actually, you know, be a great success. The, The businesses that we support are typically those that, Okay I've got my, le- my I've set my business up I've got this great idea but I really want to make it um you know I take it to the next height I really mm-hmm. want to make it something I want to be maybe not the next Mark Zuckerberg I'm not sure <laughs> that used to be a phrase that got passed around oh I want to be the next you know <laughs> Elon Musk Musk. and yeah or Jeff Bezos people are a bit like oh not sure anymore um but they really they just want to they just want you know their business to be a success and success for businesses is is different in every um you know shape and form so we help businesses understand what that success is and get them to that point um so uh whether it be you know growing globally could be you know i want to be stocked in my favorite supermarket i want to um you know i want to you know sell my business and move to the bahamas whatever <laughs> you
0: want <laughs> what um, what is the craziest thing that someone has set you guys a challenge with like come the to challenge? that i like the bahamas um, one <laughs>
1: i think i think the balmiest one the the maddest um kind of challenge that they've had is i think they wanted to rival uber which is pretty (laughs) ambitious but you know what Everyone's got to have a moonshot. Everyone's got to have something absolutely crazy that they're working towards. So true. Um, because if you don't, why why are you doing it? Why do you wake up in the morning? You know,
0: um, I'm not Georgia, sure what you, yours you is. Do, you with do, I was gonna say you literally don't want to see my mood board. <laughs> <this is> embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but it's something. You know, I definitely every morning. It's something that it's the last thing I see at night and all I've done um is a bit of art attack so I've taken things out of magazines I've got a bit I I get creative every sort of Christmas where I put down exactly what I want to achieve I'll cut stuff out and it's the first thing I see in the morning, last thing I see at night, because that's what kind of keeps me going and it keeps me on track. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so what so what kind of hints and tips do you tell these entrepreneurs to kind of keep them focused?
1: Um. So we hold, you know, I think if to keep entrepreneurs going, I, I always say, you know, why are you doing this? What's your what's your kind of, you know why what we you know what wakes what wakes you up in the morning uh, and gets you out of bed um I also ask him the horrible question of what keeps them up at night but that, we can come to that at a later stage <laughs> um but like you said just like that what keeps you up in the morning you know what is you know the what is your purpose in life now it doesn't have to be about your business it could be you know I want to you know have have, I want to have a, a family and I want to be loved and I want to make others feel loved and it could be that simple um, but uh, really understanding your core values and your purpose is fundamental to kind of what you do but in terms of the accelerator um, I think we do we spend a lot of time working on your mindset Both um, as an entrepreneur, thinking about kind of, you know, how you are as a leader, because as an entrepreneur, you're also the face of your business and you will lead a team. Um, So, you know, thinking about, you know, your different your leadership style and how that can influence others, how that could influence, you know, important people to help you make your business a success. And we run those through a lot of kind of really interactive, intimate workshops um, to really kind of help um, the small businesses take action and really reflect spend the time on the business rather than in the business um as yes. we say um taking the time to really implement some of some of the things that we kind of teach
0: Amazing. Um, and
1: engage the entrepreneurs with
0: so can you tell me a few success stories yeah so
1: we've got so many great businesses and i could go on literally probably the whole podcast going on <laughs> about some of the businesses that we've got obviously Gian one of your old speakers is part of our accelerator program um, he's a fantastic addition to our cohort um, but just one of many i mean um if we look at some of the bigger picture um you know we've got one of our partners free agent um actually you know an accounting software for small businesses was not Fact, a business that came out of the Glasgow Accelerator, and they've grown and grown, and um, they've um, gone on to be a huge success. Um, you know, team size of over, you know, over in the thousands. And you know, wow. I think in I think it was in twenty seventeen they were acquired by um, RBS. So they've gone on to, you know, huge heights now. um, And that was just, you know, someone that we supported, um, you know, uh, way back in one of the first accelerators. Um, But some of the other great businesses that we have, um, you know, we have everything from wine in a can to um, the first uh, digital fashion magazine to fintech to help you understand your pension better which i can really do with Um, (laughs) uh, we've got um you know baby cleaning products we've got vitamin iv drips we've got lots of healthy food and drink snacks you, you know everything um we've got kind of very fortunately at our fingertips um but we've got you know those making a great impact with um you know their local communities through to like you know um care home platform providers um we've got um you know leisure businesses helping you plan the perfect holiday um anything you can think of we've probably got it so you might Mm. want to check with us first before you start (laughs) your business in case someone's done it already
0: (laughs) well that's the thing you know you guys are a library and you know what has worked what hasn't you you constantly learning as a bank in different parts of the uk so you've got all those ideas rushing through the system and you'll know really early on and that's where the coaches and the mentors come in so and i think you know i said this to Guillaume on his podcast i really suffered with the loneliness part when i first started the business so having a network close by where you can cross collaborate because your friends and your family can help with discussions for a little bit but then you really look to people that are on the same journey as well Um, Mm. and and that's kind of where the hub comes really valuable with the networks and it's hard you can't even sometimes pay for that service no Um,
1: we work really really hard to to build our community and make sure it's one that's inclusive it's diverse it's one where entrepreneurs feel comfortable asking for help because that's i think that's the hardest thing as an entrepreneur you constantly feel like you're asking for something you don't have the money to kind of you know pay for um you know one um you know one person asked me to for a domain consultant and you know and i and i thought you know that could be quite expensive but i'd said look reach out to our community and ask them um and they've been able to solve that problem within minutes and i think you know just having it's so important to have that community around you um and people um as an entrepreneur you know it can be very lonely um and like you say and um You're so focused on what you what you know you're what you're trying to achieve achieve that sometimes you might not see kind of the wood from the trees and what's around you. So make sure you build a community, and that doesn't have to be entrepreneurs. That can be your friends, your family. It can be you know your business partners. But you know really focus on obviously creating business relationships, but relationships that help you feel that people are
0: interested in what you're doing, and you know will help you along the way. My best conversations of innovation are always with the people that are not in the same sector as yeah. me. So I often chat to my pharmacy friends or my engineering friends and very closely we come to solutions that had I asked another property expert, they probably wouldn't, you know, no. as you said, wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily get to the same answer. So Exactly. Mm. So that nicely kind of moves me into you talked a little bit about about funding there. So what are the kind of funding options available for startups?
1: Yeah, definitely. So at NatWest, um, obviously, as I said, we don't um, take any equity in the businesses, so we don't directly um, invest in any of the startups that we support. But I think one of the things that a lot of startups don't think about is, is debt. Um, and it can be as simple as extending your overdraft on your business account or it could be getting another card for your account or um you know there are so many you know little um things that you can do to help get funding for your business when it comes to small businesses in that west you can um get uh you know small business loans um you can obviously get also a, a product called rapid cash which is um, a digital invoice financing solution um so you can um get paid for your get for your invoices earlier than your um supplier would pay you um so again a really intuitive product which just lets you have the cash a bit earlier um and then um to help you know continue your business
0: on a day-to-day basis working capital is basically problem number one for a business in its first year exactly exactly
1: and that's essentially kind of working capital finance um we've also got esme which is the small business loans um and know there's so many options but more broadly than that we work really closely with this is called crowdfunder as well um which help um businesses particularly female entrepreneurs raise um money you know with you know their crowds with the people that they know and their own community um there's so many different options out there for entrepreneurs and I think before you go you know all guns blazing into a, a fully fledged investment strategy and you know um looking for huge tickets think of all your different options first. First. Have you thought about doing a kickstarter or a crowdfunding round or have you asked your friends and family guaranteed they'll go yeah sure I'll throw in 100 quid you know you know I'll get help you out um because everybody secretly wants to be an entrepreneur I really think so <laughs> deep down they're like oh that looks really fun I really want to do it I mean yeah. I'm on my way um but first Yay. I thought I'd help everyone out first um <laughs> do my bit um before I jump ship and, and try it on my own but I think, um, yeah, there's just so much out there. Um, so don't be afraid
0: to talk to your bank Mm. and don't be afraid to talk to your friends and family. That's really good advice, Georgia. I think that's really important. Um, and again, funding seems to be the one thing that frightens people. It puts them off progressing with their dreams and their passions and the fact Mm -hmm. that the bank and, these groups and these networks can just kind of open up and make those conversations a little bit less daunting um, is really positive. Um, I don't know if I've already asked you this. I don't think I have, but what is one reason someone wouldn't get on the accelerator hub?
1: Yeah, sure. So we very rarely turn, turn people away. Um, I think the reason that we would is because they're just too small um, and you know and I don't mean because they've got a rubbish idea I, it's just because they need to go out they need to go and do their customer research and test their idea and see if it would work on their own first you want to sort of see them and you know what they've done themselves um, before we step in and help because you know at the end of the day we're we're not going to do this for you if you want to be an entrepreneur you've got to go and do it yourself um, so I think that would kind of be in one of the main reasons why we we might not work with someone and some unfortunately there are entrepreneurs out there who are so engrossed and so fixed on what they want to do and what they want to achieve that they come and apply to the accelerator and realize that that we can't help them that they don't want our help and so you know we can spot that quite early sometimes and we will kind of politely say you know say you know we don't think this is right for you because you know, there's other entrepreneurs who are so interested in getting this additional support that, um you know, will offer the place to, the, to them instead. Georgie,
0: there's been so many absolute nuggets in our conversation. Oh,
1: thank
0: I, you. I'm <laughs> oh, just I, I, happy to help. <laughs> yeah, no, and I genuinely think this is not the last time I'm going to have you on here. So I'm going to be pulling your arm a lot. Honestly, I've At- absolutely loved it. <laughs> And I genuinely think it is the bank's best kept secret. It's something you alluded to right at the beginning. It's something I was fortunate enough to see having gone through the grad scheme. Um, But you're right, you know, from people I talk to, they've really... Um, don't know the great free advice that is available out there for them and stuff they can start working on straight away, no matter what location they're in. Um, And again, it just fits that just start up and bloody start now and just skill up and get knowledge. So knowing all that you know from your school, from your graduate scheme, from working in your different rotations and and now obviously with the hundred and fifty entrepreneurs, what is one thing you wish you had known your younger self? So whether you were sort of 16, 18 years old?
1: Yeah. Um I know it sounds really corny, but believe in yourself. I think I didn't have as I when I look back, and even just talking to you earlier about kind of you know my journey so far, I'm like, geez, done quite a bit, (laughs) and you know, and I never sort of set out to kind of I never knew what when I left school what I would end up what I would do with my career, but I always knew that I wanted to enjoy my career and. Um, you know, I've always wanted to be remembered for giving more than I take from a relationship, um, you know, work or home, whatever that might be. And, you know, just looking back, um, I wish I'd have more belief in myself that I could do it.
0: And hopefully I can, I should carry that on in everything (laughs) uh, as as we go. And and I can vouch for that, having known you for, for these five, well, over five years now, that's mental. I know, it's been a long time. <laughs> so how can people connect with you to, you know, if they've got any sort of follow-up questions or they're interested in yeah. the London out west accelerator hub yeah
1: find me on linkedin um, it's just georgina mackie or i'm on twitter as well um, with at georgina one um, so and you know connect with me um, and let's have a chat um, you know get in touch i'd be love to you know find out more about your business and how we can help you um, i'm excited to hear from your audience Trina.
0: <laughs> thank you so much well have a good day and we will speak to you again very soon enjoy your day thanks so i hope you found today's interview really useful just to give you a little quick recap um by far it is the bank's best kept secret and it really is the sexiest part of the bank come on (laughs) um banks do so much more these days than just take your money and hold it So there's two options for everyone. Um, If you happen to live near one of the hub, close to one of the hubs, then you'd be looking to go down the accelerator hub route, which uh, Georgie manages the London one. Alternatively if you don't live near one of the hubs and you want to get started immediately then you'll be looking to use the business builder online tool which is pretty much e-learning. All you need to do is pop in an email address and make an account online and it just gives you a chance to go through some videos so I always tend to play around with them because I'm more of an audio or visual learner um, and it really breaks it down everything from kind of marketing through to the finance and you can do the modules at your leisure and then obviously if you are looking to go into one of the accelerator hubs um, I thought the three pillars that Georgie mentioned were really key so the one-to-one mentoring that they have on offer um, or perhaps the environment so the events and the workshops that they hold, um, and not to mention the free office space. For me, I think the most exciting part was the free printing because I do a hell of a lot of contracts um, and the amount of paper and printing I get through is ridiculous. Um, I'm sure other people would not find that so interesting. And then lastly, the networks that she talked about and just surrounding yourself with people that are on the same journey as you. Um, I saw a quote this week on Instagram by Founder, Founder without the E. So they said, 97% of people who quit too soon are employed by the 3% who didn't. I'll say that again. So 97% of people who quit too soon are employed by the 3% who didn't. So why would you not want to spend time with the 3% who didn't that are currently in those hubs? Um, You know, just being around like-minded people, there's so many things you can learn from one another. I also really liked the different industries, so like the meat alternatives or wine in a can. Also Georgie's statistic, um, around out of 100 companies in the first five years, 50% of them fail, but those that go through the NatWest Accelerator Hub out of that 185 85 succeed. That is so positive on the whole UK's economy. Um, and I also, I know I touched a little bit about my personal experience of moving out of London and, and moving back home. During the podcast series, I will absolutely be opening up more and more about my journey, the highs, the lows, because I think it's important for you guys to also understand, you know, what I've gone through. And then, lastly, I know I mentioned right at the beginning saying networks, networks, networks. The reason I really want to call that point out is because when I met Georgie five years ago on the graduate scheme, did I think that I would then be touching base with her to talk about jumping on a podcast? No. So, the point that I really want to make is it's really important to keep your networks wide. It is so important that you can touch base with people all through your life and you'll see that through during this podcast show that there'll be people I'm tapping into from really far back (laughs) Um, because I think it's important for you guys to hear their amazing stories. I've definitely been inspired by them Um, and I'm setting you guys a challenge this week to touch base with someone that you used to know, check in, see how they're doing, see what they're up to, but more importantly, see if you can maybe trade a skill with them. So perhaps you see they're really good at finance or they're good at marketing, or they've got impeccable kind of organizational skills, like touch base and see what you can trade for free with them. And then next week I'll check in and see how you did with that. But yeah, please drop me a message. Let me know how you get on with that. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Uh, Please leave me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. um, And I have a really exciting guest for you next week. If you're interested in the point that Georgie made about pitching and the importance of doing a pitch well, then you're definitely going to want to listen to next week. Take care, guys.